all will see how great, how great. Now, if you serve a great God, give Him great praise. If you serve a great God, I dare you to give Him great praise. And if that's your best praise, I won't bother you, but I believe we owe him a, a better praise than that. Lift your hands and let's worship our King. Come on, all over the room, just begin to worship him. Don't look at me. Either either you love him or you don't. Either, either he's worthy or he's not. But if he is worthy, I dare you to open up your mouth. Give him the best praise you've got. Come on, press your way in. The presence of God is an open place. And so we reverence him right now in this moment. We reverence him because he is holy. Come on, we honor him because he's righteous. Come on, we give him our best praise because nobody else saved us but him. All over this room, begin to open your mouth. I know you got mask on. Well, you ought to open up my mouth because he deserves it. Come on, because he deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Come on, he deserves my praise. He deserves the glory. He deserves my praise. He deserves the glory. He deserves the praise. Come on, God, you deserve the praise. Come on, we worship you. Come on, we're not going to rush. We worship you. Come on, we honor you today. Hallelujah. And if you even have to close your eyes to block out the person next to you, is there anybody in the room that came with the expectation I'm not leaving the way that I came? I'm not going to leave here the way that I came. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. Ha, we give you the glory. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Let's lift it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you to open your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. I really love you. That's it. Open up your mouth and love. Lord, I love you. Come on, Lord, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Yeah, Lord, we praise you. Come on, church, Lord. Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I hear your church. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. 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 God, you've been so good and I give you praise. Lord, you're worthy, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory, Lord, you're worthy. Come on, tell him, Lord, Lord, you're worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you all of the praise. Hallelujah. Come on, Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. With all our heart, Lord, we love you. Lord. Anybody love him today? something if you don't mind if you'll slip up your hands and close your eyes many times we come in the house of God and 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 we let things distract us we let things get us in a mindset where we're not really worshiping him whether you sing or not there is a worship that he deserves whether you can play or not, there is a worship that the Lord deserves. And it's up to you. You can spectate if you want. You can sit and look still if you want. But when you really think about the goodness of Jesus, when you really think about the fact that He died, we just celebrated resurrection. I don't know if there's anybody in the room that's excited, that's as excited as me, but the fact that He got up, the fact that I'm alive today, 
Come on, COVID killed over 200,000 people, but you and I, we're still here. Is there anybody in the room that realized you could have been gone, but you're here today? Come on, give him praise. You're here today. Come on, you're still here today. You're still alive today. Come on, you could have been dead and gone, but you're still alive today. Come on, let's raise it up. Hey, hallelujah. 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 God, you deserve the praise. God, you deserve the glory. Hallelujah. Hey, hey.
come on, say, Lord, I need you, Lord. I... Anybody knows you need it for every breath you take, for every step we make, Lord. I need you, yeah. One last time, hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we give praise unto God. We worship him today. We lift him up. Amen. We glorify him today. Amen. Anybody know they got a reason? Anybody got a reason to praise God? You know you got a right to praise God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We just thank him. We lift him up today, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank him for his love, his grace, and his mercy as we come before his presence this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah. And we lift him up and rejoice in him. Hallelujah. Because he alone is worthy. Amen. I don't know about you, but hallelujah, God has done mighty things in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Just this week, amen, God has done mighty and great things, amen, in my life. I just thank God today, amen, for each and every one of you, amen. I thank God for his love, his mercy. I thank God for just being God, amen. Thank God, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah for his hands of mercy and his hands of grace. That he continues to display upon us. We're going to go into the word. Amen. Today. We're going to allow God. We're going to open up our hearts. That God can speak a word to us. Anybody need a word from the Lord? We need a word from the Lord. Amen. So we thank God. Amen. As we make ourselves ready to receive from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I'm trying to get everything in tune. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our topic is going to be trust the process. Hallelujah. See, God moves in order. <laughs> God moves in order. Trust the process. Have you prepared whatever you're praying and believing God for? Have you prepared for an outpour or just for a drizzle? <laughs> do you have a cup or do you have a bucket? Or you have one of those, what they used to call the wash tub. Are you preparing for what it is that you are asking God for? 
Are you living and moving and proceeding in expectation of what it is that you're asking God to do? Or are you just waiting? Um, a few years ago, Bishop T.D. Jakes had a catchphrase that everybody had went out like wildfire. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. It just went all over the nation, get ready. It spread. And those that truly understood the concept went forth and it became a, a, a uh, pinnacle that changed the perception of life. Because it wasn't anymore of you waiting on God, uh, saying, well, Lord, I got to do this. It was you positioned yourself to receive from God. So when you position yourself to receive from God, you know that God is going to move. You're preparing for not only for the door to be open, but you're standing at the door waiting for God to enter in. For those things that you are praying for God to do, He will do. Amen. Our scripture is going to be from Deuteronomy chapter 11. And we're going to start at verse, verse 11. But the land until which you are about to cross, possess it. A land of hills and valleys, drinks water from the rain of heaven. A land for which the Lord, your God, cares. I'm reading from the NASB version. I do apologize. The eyes of the Lord, your God, are always on it. From the beginning, even to the end of the year. It shall come about. If you listen obediently to my commands, which I am commanding you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and your soul, that he will give the rain for the land in its season, the early and the late rain, that ye may gather in your grain and your new wine and your oil. He will give grass in your fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. This is God talking to his people, and then he's telling them, hallelujah, he's taken to a place and said, this is what you need to expect. This is what I'm going to do for you. How many times have God dropped something in your spirit and told you to do it, and you hesitated? Lord, I know that was your voice, but you waited. You said that a lot of people always say, I'm going to wait on the Lord. But how many of us know that, that you don't have to wait on the Lord. God is waiting on us. Amen. As we hear them talk about, you know, we've been hearing it like an echo in the spirit. The process. Understand the process. Embrace the process. Believe. The process. But we must know that God orchestrates the process. And he needs us to trust the method. To just trust the method. No one should desire to stay where they are without changing. God is forever changing. We are not bland. And we, uh, we stay too long in one place. We become complacent. What we need to know and understand. That God is proactive. Creating or controlling a situation by causing something to happen rather than to responding to it after it has already happened. 
God is moving ahead of us. He's not standing behind us. He's moving ahead of us. So whatever it is that you're praying and you ask God to do, you know, you don't have to wait for God. God has already done it. He's in the position waiting for you to trust and believe in Him. Follow the process and come into the what you're asking Him to do. If you're believing Him for a car, have you gone to the car lot? Have you filled out an application? Do you have any money in your bank account? But it's not God can do anything that He wants to do, when He wants to do it, how He wants to do it. But we need to prepare for what it is that we're asking God for. And then we need to surrender our agenda, our will, what we want, our needs, and believe that God is going to do it according to His time. we got to trust the process. But in trusting the process, we got to do what it is that God is telling us to do. Amen? Because God, He's already ahead of us. His ability is not contingent or limited or dependent on our understanding. His ability moves according to His Word. If you trust His Word, you stand on His Word, you believe in His Word, and know that you can trust God. Walk in the process. What God is doing is not predicated on our ability but it's predicated on our obedience. In our obedience to Him. If you're trusting God for that car, then you go to the car lot. Fill out the application. If you believe in Him for a home, look for some houses. Don't look for what you think you need. Look for what you want. And believe God. Lord, this is what I want. This is what, Lord, I'm, I'm trusting you. Look at the house. Go make your, make your appointment. Go see a real estate agent. Whatever it is, we need to trust that whatever the process that God moves us into, that He's already done it. And He's waiting for us. He's, as we believe in Him, He's standing there. All He wants you to do is trust the process and move according. When, when God moves and He says move, move. When God says, um, this is the way I want you to go left, it doesn't matter if everybody else is going right. If God say left, you go left. If God say stop and everybody else is moving forward, oh, it seemed like a good idea, and oh, it looked good, and, I, and everybody else is moving, and God tell you to stop, trust God's process. You know, you don't have to believe in somebody else. Trust God's process. Can I share a little bit with you? Amen. It was, it was this, uh, looked like a Ponzi scheme or something that everybody else was doing. And everybody else was being blessed. And God took me to a room and put me on my knees, say, don't do it. It's not what you think it is. Don't do it. Everybody else, oh, I'm getting this, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. And everybody else was receiving. And it may have been, but it was not where God wanted me to be positioned. It was not what he wanted me to walk into. And when you walk into something that you know that God is telling you not to, it's going to fail. It's going to fail. Because you're being disobedient and it is not what God has for you. So we have to stay focused and trust God's process for our lives. We don't have to give in and be overcome by the, by the world and what's going on. You, it's alright you want a Mercedes Benz. It's alright and you can have one the right way. Let God do it for you. 
Let him do it for you. You don't have to be caught up in every what the enemy is telling you to do. Amen. I want to share uh, another story. This is a true story. Amen. Um, during a, a severe drought, God had instructed this farmer to, to go out and plant potatoes. Now be mindful. This farmer didn't know anything about planting potatoes. His normal crop was corn and wheat and things such as that. But he knew that he heard his father. Has anybody know that that was God's voice? That's my daddy. You know, you might be everybody else, but I know my daddy's voice. When he speaks to me, I know it's his voice. I know where God is directing me to. Has God ever directed somebody to do something? And sometimes it didn't even make sense to you. But you knew better than to not be obedient, but to do what it was that God was telling you to do. So this farmer knew that. He knew, he said, I know this is my daddy's voice. I know this is what God is telling me to do. He went out and he purchased the things that he needed to, and he was ridiculed. He was laughed at. They talked about him. He said, how are you going to plant potatoes in a drought? And sometimes that's the position of our life. Look like nothing's going to come forth. But we continue to trust God. Look like every door is shut and we don't even have the key. But we continue to trust God. We continue to believe the process that God has for our life. It seems like every place you turn, they say no, no, no. But all you need is one yes. All you need is the favor of God on your life. All you need is God to move in the situation for his children. And he will do so if we believe and trust God's process. Amen. So the farmer began to, you know, get a little discouraged. You know, because potatoes, you have to put them in the ground. And so it, it causes for a stream amount of water that they need in the middle of a drought. Amen. But he continued. He moved quickly while, while others were laughing and mocking him. He still continued to move. He believed God. So in 10 days was the time limit. Either the potatoes was going to come forth or the crop was going to die. Amen. And as he proceeded forth on the ninth day, anybody ever had that ninth day? Have that time, Lord, I'm right here. It's going to happen tomorrow, and I need you to move today. And in the middle of the night, you'll see things, Lord, it looks bad, but you know what God has shown you, and you believe God, and you trust God, and you stand on His Word, and late in the midnight hour, late in the midnight hour, God turn it around, touch somebody's heart, or you call and they say, we don't even see a bill in the system for you. I didn't know. Are you sure? What's that number again? This is the, we don't even see. He, he, you know, when we trust God with all our heart and trust Him and trust His prophet, process. So he went out there in the ninth hour. The, the ground was all dried up and nothing was happening. So the farmer went back in. He went back in the house. And here come the tenth day and still no rain. So he walked out into the field and he began to stand. And stand in the middle of the field, talk to the Lord. Talk to his father about what was going on. And then all of a sudden he felt a raindrop. He said, okay. And then it began to, it began to rain real hard. And then the Lord told him, he said, pick up the seedling, the plant that was all withered and dried up. 
He picked it up and pulled it out of the ground. And what was the, on the end of that dead plant on top were potatoes all underneath the bottom. So God had already done what he needed to be done in the midst before the rain even touched the ground. God had already made the potatoes to have life up under it. And that's the way we have to trust God. That it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how it looks on top. I trust you, God. So the very thing that he needed was already, God had already produced it. The potatoes were already there. God had already manifested a miracle, a blessing to him. But he had to trust God and walk in to where God was telling him to go. And that thing, amen, and he began, hallelujah, to rejoice in the Lord. And that's the same thing with us, that we need to get rid of all that unproductive self sabotaging thoughts, those habits, anything that does not line up with what you're praying God to do. If you believe in God for a new car or a house, why you walk around? I don't have no car. I don't have no money. I don't have no car. Ain't nobody going to... If you are sabotaging your own prayers, faith and prayer do not come. Faith and fear are not friends. Either you're going to trust God and believe Him and walk in the pop, walk in the in the process, or you're not going to trust God. But you cannot do both. And if you're going to trust God, you need to get rid of all that doubt. And when the enemy even comes and up against your mind, you used to cast down that imagination, that thought, that negativity, and get them naysayers out of your ears. Because sometimes God's just not moving because of the naysayers. The ones you got talking negativity in your ear. God wants to bless you. But you got to get some things out of the way. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. And line whatever you believe in God for. Line the word that you're speaking over that situation. Line it up with what you're speaking out of your mouth. Amen? James 2 and 18 says, But someone may say, You have faith, and I have works. And show me your faith without the works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Amen. When I stand on God's word, we thank God for his word. We thank God for what he's doing in our life. And we want to continue to trust God and trust God's process. Amen. 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 We thank God for his word. There may, may be some that are listening that you're saying, well, I've done that. I believe God and it still didn't happen. I did this. But have you surrendered your life to God? Have you given yourself to God? Are you asking, have you asked God to come into your heart and make your heart his home? See, you want God to move for you and there's not even a connection. You want God to do so many things for you, but you're not connected with Him. You don't know Him as Father. So we're going to take this time. If there's anyone 
that say, you know, I, I used to be there. I, I gave my life up, you know, to the Lord years ago, but I'm not walking in that path right now. But I want to come back. Show me how. How do I get myself back aligned with God? How, how do I do it? Well, it's simple. We're going to take this moment. And the Word of God proclaims, declares, that if you believe God, and you believe that Jesus Christ is His Son, and that He died for you, for your sins, and you confess that with your mouth, and believe in your heart, you are saved. When you give yourself to God, and you know it's, that is God and not yourself and you yield to Him then He comes in and rests inside your heart so we pray and believing that if there's anyone amen if you just close your eyes right now and as we pray you lift your hand and you just say yes Lord Father we thank you we thank you for this opportunity Lord God that you've given us Lord God because we believe with our heart, Lord God. And we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus as our Savior. We know, Father, that He died for us. And we give ourselves to You right now, Lord God. We ask You to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord God. And today, Lord God, we declare that we are Your child. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We thank God that you come into the kingdom up under the ark of safety and that God can watch over you. Amen. And keep you. Continue to get in your word and, and continue to be joined. Join yourself with a Bible-believing church that is teaching you the word of God by demonstration and power. That you're seeing the manifestation of God in the midst of that church. We thank you and we praise God for all that he's done and all that he's doing. Amen. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. My name is Angela White, and I am the finance team leader here at the Thrive Zone Church. It is now our time of generosity. This time has been set aside for you to sow into God's kingdom whatever he has placed on your heart by way of your tithes and offerings. You may do so by any of the means that you see right now. If you are in the sanctuary with us, you can also leave your seed in the bucket at the generosity table that is right near the door. Malachi 3 and 8 says, Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, How are we robbing you? In your tithes and offerings. God has been so good to us. So let us in return be good to his kingdom. Have a blessed day.
praise God. Amen. We're just going to take a moment to pray over the offering. We thank God for those who gave, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that the seeds that they sowed will multiply, Father, 100-fold. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for those that may not have to give this time. But, Lord God, we thank you for blessing them, blessing their hands that they'll be able to give next time. Father, we bless that every place that the seeds that will be sown, that they will continue to give an increase. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to take just a moment. If there's anyone that's not connected to a ministry and that would like to be a part of the Thrive Zone Church, um, we welcome you. Or if you are still worshiping from home and would like to be a part of our e-campus, we welcome you as well. So we ask you to, you know, to join me because you need to be connected. Amen. So, though, is there anyone? Amen. Amen. Well, you can check out the the Thrive Zone Church on our website anytime. And also our e-campus, which will give you access to any events that are happening at the Thrive Zone Church and our services. We are right now having where you come into the building and we do... um, Stand by the CDC guidelines. So we are wearing masks, but you are more than welcome to come in every Sunday. Our service starts at 12:15, and we welcome you to come worship with us or join us on our e-campus, um, where you can access us on any of your devices, your phone, your laptop, your desktop, and join in our services at any time. We thank you for joining us today, and you be blessed.